0: We're holding the Sechus Brachas, Perk Ches, Mishnah Ches, 8a. This Mishnah, the last of the Perk, has a machlokus again between Beetzil and Shammai regarding the Halachas of Suda, um, and also the second topic uh, unrelated about the obligation to say Amen after a bracha. The first part is talking about the question of whether one must bench on a coast. If when he says Birkat Amazon, he must have a cup of wine. And uh, that's Beit Beetzil and Shammai. The Mishnah says, Ba'lehem ya'in ma'achar Mazon. If the wine only comes after the meal, meaning one hasn't drunk wine yet, now he's thirsty and he wants to drink, and that's the only cup he has. So the question is, may he drink now and then bench, but of course he wouldn't have a cup of wine then? Or must he save his cup of wine for the benching and then drink um, after he does the birkat HaMazon? So, So, B'Sham, I say, go right ahead if you want to and drink the cup of wine now. And after that, you'll make the benching, the bench on the food without a cup of wine because there's no obligation to have a cup of wine. B'Sham say, no, one is required to have a cup of wine when he benches and therefore you have to hold off on drinking do the Birkat hamazon, and after you say the bracha on the food, then v'achakach, you'll be able to make a bracha on the wine, meaning you could just drink the wine after you bench him, to the benching over a cup of wine. The halacha here is quite unusual. It's a arachim kufpeh base. The machaber brings three different sheets of three yesh omrim. Uh, the first is based on a tosos and ari B'sachem that one must bench on a kos. Even by himself. And more than that, he shouldn't even start to eat until he figures out where he's going to get his cup of wine to bench on. The second cheetah brought down is that one benches when he gets he must bench on a coast, but only once he has three people. And the third cheetah, the Rambam and Riff, is that one need not bench on a coast, uh, regardless. Um the Mishabura says, excuse me, before the Mishabura. The Ramah says, even though that's true, he says, all agree that it's a mitzvah minamuvchar, that ideally the best way to perform the mitzvah benching is on a cup of wine. That's ideal. Mishabura says that the custom seems to be that we don't bench a on a cup of wine. Um, but he, of course, points out that one um, ideally should if he has the wine. And it seems to me the minag is that uh, when three bench, typically no wine, um, but on more formal suttas like in a benching at Shabbos, people do bring out the wine. That's the first part of the Mishnah. The second part of the Mishnah now discusses the obligation of uh, saying Amen after a bracha. It's an obligation of midr It's based on a pasach. Kishem um, Hashem Erka Havagudu Lelukeinu. When I call out Hashem's name, you will respond back, ascribing greatness to Him, um, which is a prescription for the way one must respond with Bruch Kavod in the of mikdash when hearing Hashem's Hashem's ineffable name, the, the name Yud, the K-Vav, k-pronounce. So that's an obligation of and and the Besamekdash, Medar and the rabbis extended it to whenever you hear a bracha, you have to affirm their bracha, both um, that it's true and that you stand behind it, so it's true that Hashem is the one who makes the fruit of the vine, or whatever the case may be, um, and also a bracha that's requesting chonin hadas, that you indeed want that to come true, that Hashem should be not just affirming that Hashem is the chonin hadas, that you want Hashem to indeed give da'as, etc. Um, now, the obligation is to say amain. The etymological rule of amain is like emunah, faith, one one's faith um, that this is true and that Hashem can do it. Um, and uh, it's also brought down that this is an acronym for kel, that's Aleph, Hashem's name, kel, melech ne'aman, Aleph Nun. that Hashem is a uh, trustworthy king. Again, affirming that Hashem does and can do these things, whatever the bracha is saying. So it's an obligation to say amen when a bracha is said, and it's actually not an obligation to have heard the bracha in order to say amen. However, you do need to know what bracha was said because you can't affirm something if you don't, don't know what you're affirming. So you have to know which bracha is being said, but not actually hear the bracha. I think more is an interesting case that in uh, Alexandria, they had enormous shuls, and the crowd was so big, and of course there's no microphone, so people in the back couldn't actually... Um, hear what the Sh'tiach Tzibu was saying in the front, but they had flags that would wave to notify the people in the back. They just said a bracha and you should say amein. And of course, people followed along and knew what they were up to and then were saying amein the bracha even though they never heard it. Um, so the mission now says, on amein Yisrael You must respond to amein after hearing a Jew make a bracha. Again, but not having heard per se, just knowing he made the bracha. So just for example, just to illustrate this point. Let's say a person hears a person make a bracha over the phone. So then one would make, say, a main after that bracha, l-halacha. and the reason why is because he knows a particular bracha was said, even though what he heard to the receiver actually isn't legally called hearing it, because um, that's just a tape recording, so to speak, a replay of what was said, um, as opposed to if one hears a recording of someone making a bracha, then of course he would not say amen because the bracha is actually being said now by a Jew. So a Jew makes a bracha, then on amen achah yisrael Mavarech, but the ain on amen achah kusi ha'mavarach, achi yishma bracha. When it comes to a kusi, remember the kusi, these are the good or perhaps bad Samaritans, that was a machokas to nine, if, if they were um, legitimate converts or gere ariot, lying converts. um, so they were good about keeping the harsh rechsa, but not the harsh So therefore their Jewish observance was dubious. And if you heard a kusi, a Samaritan, reciting a a bracha, if you heard the bracha, you would say amen, because he said it properly. But if you he didn't hear what he said, if you didn't hear what he said, so then um, you may not say amen, because you're not sure exactly to whom or to what he was making the bracha. So once you heard the whole bracha, you know what he was said, then then you could say amen. Um, the Ramah brings Lahalach, of course, there are no Kusim today, but there are plenty non Jews. And if a non Jew, a Gentile, makes a blessing, um, like Yisro saying, Baruch Hashem, etc., if they are saying something, a blessing, and ascribing whatever it is they're ascribing to Hashem, the one and only God, then one would, say, it means that Racha, even though the one who said it is not Jewish.